Welcome everyone to this emergency episode of Riding Pine Podcast. I literally went, drove, picked up Tony because if you haven't heard the news, I don't know how you haven't, but lacrosse Twitter and the lacrosse world is absolutely fucking blowing up right now. The memes, the community, everyone is talking about one thing that happened way sooner than everyone expected, but thanks to this whole pandemic and COVID kind of accelerated what was happening, the PLL and the MLL have finally merged. So what this means for, what does this mean for, I guess, both leagues now? The MLL in 2019, all of the owners except for the Cannons kind of left and then investors bought the league to save it. Yeah, it was private investors or like single investors who were in there, but no team had like a true owner allegedly that I've seen in readings and stuff except for the Cannons who was the league owner. So if you're wondering, hey, why are the Cannons the team that is getting transferred over? A, they're probably arguably, oh, we didn't even get to that part yet, but no, the Cannons are the team that is going to be the eighth team in the PLL. They're going to be Cannons LC. Cannons across cup. I, I actually like the wording, but it makes sense. They're red, white, and blue. There isn't a red, white, and blue team yet. No. Uh, they're they're from, probably going to get a new logo. Probably similar. They got to get the shield. Yep. Throw that in there. Uh, what do you think they're going to be based on? Based on speed and bullets and cannons and pillaging and plundering like pirates i honestly couldn't tell you what their team are they gonna be the revenge team as well because that's the water dogs but i don't know but the team is gonna look interesting to say the least because they're not like taking any players specifically from the nll but they're gonna be going through a whole expansion the NLL? Draft. you mean the mll or mll yeah the mll yeah and then also the cannons have the owner so that's why it's moving over and cannons are probably arguably one of the most popular teams they're an original team and they're an league. original between them and the bayhawks and probably the outlaws yeah i'd say those are your three big teams in that league so but i guess out of those three teams it makes the most sense for the cannons just because they had the sole owner still hanging around the league and i mean paul did play for them so it was pretty much gonna so be the makes, cannons or the zards that makes me wonder once paul retires say as an atlas his entire time with the pll is the entire league just going to Retire, retire 99? The number 99? Yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, do you think John Grant Jr. is going to come back? No. He's not going to come back and beat Paul's record in the Premier Lacrosse League that doesn't actually hold any? <laughs> do you think this means that they will take the MLL records now, that they merged, and will put all of their goals and totals into the PLL? So, I told you about this, but for the listeners who obviously don't sit in a truck with me and AJ all day. Yeah, we're trying to remember what we talked about in the drive here. Because um, we were like, hey, we can't talk too much because we're literally going to talk about this. No, but what's and, probably going to happen with the record books is something similar to the NFL where they're going to have all of these different, um, like, what are we talking about? Like, records. Yeah, like, um, Paul, Paul Rebel had like the, post the points like, record and then he made his new league and they're like, hey, John Grant, come beat us. But they'll probably make a post like, oh, this record was broken or set before the merger or this is the record since the merger so it'll probably be something similar to that which makes all. sense or they will just totally take the stats and just pull their own thing that way we're able to like hey you guys are gonna tell me i'm not good anymore maybe true instead of revenge story he's gonna be like look at look at all my points look at my championships and he's gonna break john grant's junior record again and they're gonna battle for infinity until who has the most points or until just one of them dies Who's going to die first, John Grant Jr. or Paul Rabel? I don't want either of them to die. I don't want to think about that. They're both legends. Okay, Paul Rabel it is. No! We accept Paul Rabel slander on this podcast. We do not accept Paul Rabel slander on this podcast. Okay. It was just his birthday. You wish him a happy birthday. <laughs> You're at gunpoint. I was at gunpoint wishing him a happy birthday. 
uh, for legal reasons. That is a joke. He was not at gunpoint. Um, so the eighth lacrosse club with all of the talent that's going to be coming in, do you think they're going to expand to nine or 10 teams or I, I think they'll expand to nine. I think they'll go eight this year and then expand to nine because Ray will talk about with the water dogs. He wants that. He likes in, the natural bye week. Yeah. The built in bye week where you have one team or you have, you have a week off cause you have no one to play, which makes sense. I like it too. So I think you go nine, but I think with the amount of talent you now have, you can go 10. Yeah, but I think when you go but for this like first year or two with the PLL or the MLL guys, there's going to be a lot of cutting of just like the kind of back half talent. Oh, the back half, especially the PLL guys, like almost like uh, he's still they're, like, they're still really good. But, like a uh, James Pinnell on the Atlas, oh. you didn't see him a lot this year. Probably make a roster. No offense, Ocello. Yeah, that o- whole Ocello. argument between Heart Soul and that, I still think Ocello will be on the Redwoods. But the whole, they expanded to 30 roster and they're fighting over the whole $1,000 bet. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, the only reason you made the roster is because it's lengthened. Granted, he still played in that one shot from midfield. But it's like, how do we how do we make this work? So, I guess while we're here, or while you're here, Nick, do you want Flash? Do you want to give your thoughts on this? I mean, yeah, I can. Because, um... Lyle Thompson's going to the Atlas. That's the one main reason why I love this is because we get two Thompsons in the league. We get Jeremy, Jeremy Thompson. Four. Four. Miles. Miles is in the league. He's on chaos. He, okay, so he's on chaos. You're kicked I, off the podcast forever. I mean, that's okay. I mean, you get the one that matters in the league. They all I mean? matter to me. Hey, Miles is the best in my eyes. Yes, Lyle is Anyways, the best. Anyways, but I might you get You get Lyle, you get Miles, you get Ty, and you get Jeremy now. Yeah, so um, that's why I like it. And then we get to see um, all the other different players coming into the league. Um, Mark Cockerton. Mark Cockerton. How many, are, how many standards playing in the MLL right now? You're going to get Steele. You're going to get Wes I mean, and Shaq. Yeah, that's the McNamara. Other thing. McNamara. McNamara. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. He played in the MLL. Dude, there are so many attackmen I mean, in this but, league now. See, that's what you got to think is that, like, the MLL, yeah, it was like more of a, you know, Paul's league kind of overshadowed it, I guess you could say, in oh, the it, second year. Rabel was shot. like, hey, I'm just going to make you guys go bankrupt. But um, in my eyes, what... In your eyes, what? Did you and really just mic, unplug the mic? No, the mic fell, it fell out of the mic. Okay, well, carry on. I mean, Tony, you can hear me, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um... But yeah, no, like all the talent is still there in the MLL. Like you said with the Stanwicks, I mean, there's still a bunch of good guys there that are just under contract, and for them to come over to the like PLO, it's gonna be interesting how they like manage that with the expansion draft and everything, and how players will sign. Dude, guys who don't get a lot of time are on like a team that they don't fit right with. Almost like Ryan Brown, I feel like he is one of the top. He could be one of the top players in the league but he just doesn't really mesh well with Atlas. Like, they don't use him correctly. There's going to be so many more guys that are coming off the bench and stuff that won't be used properly, too, but they still have so much talent. It's going to be insane. This might be the, the – this summer might be the best talent we've ever seen in lacrosse. Play. I mean, you could look at it and, like – I mean, even last summer, you know, for their second year in the league, you could look at chaos, and you could see Connor Fields. He didn't fit well. I mean, that's why he came off the bench. It, and yet Connor Fields – could also be one of those top 10, top 15 guys in the league. He was he an, could easily be top five. He was an MVP candidate and ranked number four in the PLL top 50, which yes. we're going to get to mine later. But he was a top four guy, I'm pretty sure, in the MVP voting. And then this year he gets benched mm-hmm. and they do way better. But he's still nasty. I mean, it's, I think he just has to go with some of those Duke guys. You know what I mean? But He didn't play for Duke. 
Play for you, Albany. Always get that messed yes, up. Yes, I don't know how you get that messed up. I just get in. I just get in my mind. Like Technically, that. he's on the team he should be for because there's U Albany guys on Chaos and mm-hmm. Box guys. He does super well in Box. He did super well at U Albany, but for some reason on Chaos, something just doesn't click. They right. did the first year, but the second year they benched and they started winning. So I don't know. You could say he's a pro. I don't know. It just looks like he's the problem. Yeah, and I was yeah, you know, that's what's gonna be like next year. You're gonna have great talent coming off the bench, sadly, Dude, and it's gonna it's be like a Connor Field situation. Going to except be. they could fit, but then again, at the same point, they probably couldn't fit as well as the guys who were starting. So it's gonna be really interesting to see how that works. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how Atlas gets the fifth pick in the entry draft. Is that what it's called when they brought over the guys from the MLL the first time? Uh wasn't it not or supplemental draft? Some whatever it was. Is the entry draft the college draft? Entry draft is the college draft. Well, the, the supplement, whatever it is, when they get the fifth pick and <clears> somehow <throat> still get Lyle Thompson, like how they got uh, Rob Pinnell. Yeah. Even though, if you look back at that, Connor Kelly was actually kind of a smart pick by the Water Dogs. It, it was, yes. And Jesse Bernhardt was what Chrome needed, an LSM and a defenseman. Mm-hmm. So, Rob, when you think about it in the grand scheme, yeah, it looked rigged, but at the same time, yeah. That's kind of what those two teams needed as well. So it'll be interesting. The Atlas don't really need an attackman, but if you can get Lyle Thompson, why would you not? Mark Cockerton is a beast, too. I, dude, there are so many offensive guys. I wish I knew more. AJ's just over here nutting himself. Dude, it's going to be so sick. So much offense, so much firepower. I mean, this eight team has to go totally expansion draft. Who's getting that? Or is it going to be an expansion draft of just the Isn't MLL guys, or are they going to have to make, like, is Atlas going to have to protect Rabel again? Yes. Do you think they will? I don't know, because I could see him playing his entire PLL career with Atlas, or I could see him starting his lacrosse career and finishing his lacrosse career professionally with the Cannons. That'd be kind of interesting. That would be kind of interesting, but, like, the Atlas are kind of like a full Rabel thing. Bulls, he's sponsored by Red Bull. You show me he even had, his first head was a bull. Yeah. He had it in the Maverick Bull head or whatever. He's just been a, like, something about him and Bulls. Don't I'm know trying that. to figure it out. I'm trying to figure out the underlying meaning. I mean, Paul, if you want to come on here and tell us, you can. But The Rock, he's a big fan of, I know. But it's just always been Bulls. So I think, and he has it in Johns Hopkins colors now. Yeah. So. It, it could go either way. Well, the way it, it reads, uh... All further operations, all further activities will formally exist under Premier Lacrosse League. MLL gone. Which now we can't make minor league lacrosse jokes. But it, the it PLL works. will expand to include the Boston Cannons as a PLL's eighth team under the rebranded name Cannons Lacrosse Club. Fun the fact: Cannons Lacrosse Club will be entirely selected through an expansion draft in 2021. Okay. Um, I was looking at Instagram just to see if the PLL had already claimed like PLL cannons like they did for all the other teams pll cannons was taken today by some random ass kid yeah some kid just made an instagram account that was pll cannons so, so dude someone saw it and hopped right onto it is that how all the other teams are they do pll and then the yeah name? they do pll whatever and then the pll is just pll dude should i do you think someone's already made a twitter should i make one too should i switch the writing pie name go to, look it up to see if we can do it real quick but dude how would you feel to be it's not mikey sowers i get it mixed up all the time but michael michael kraus yes he literally got, was it second overall? Second or th- overall. Second overall to the PLL draft last year. Decides to go play for the Hammerheads because he lives like five miles from the stadium or something. It's his hometown. Hey, welcome back to the PLL, bitch. <laughs> so, 
do the Water Dogs get his rights now because they did draft him? That's a good but question. But he didn't he didn't pull full Pat Spencer. Where when Pat Spencer got drafted, like, yeah, we know he's gonna go play basketball and shit. But like we want him. We're gonna take his rights. And I'm pretty sure they still have his did, rights. I don't know if he ever signed a contract with the I doubt he signed a contract with the PLL. I doubt he did, but I think it because like when you draft someone in the NHL, you still have their rights for a couple of years. Do you? Yes. I guess, yeah, it's the same thing with the IBLA, too. I can draft guys and they don't play, still have their rights. Yeah, because you could, because like they'll send them to a junior team. Yeah. But they're like, hey, we're going to watch. You're going to go develop there. I'm not going to throw you in the AHL. I mean, there's no minor lacrosse. Like so, Kraus will probably be a water dog then, or whatever team got drafted. I thought it was the dogs. Yeah, because even if you go play in the KHL, which is kind of like, I guess, the closest thing to the PLL. I mean, they're not in the same continent like we have. Yeah. But it's the closest thing where they still have their rights. Yeah. So I think he would still be a water dog. So the attack and the water dog get even deeper. There are so many attack men. Who do you think is going to start playing midfield now? Oh my god, everybody. This True. Joey Sankey's already playing midfield. They're going to have to get one of the archers. Grant Amon, please just fucking go play midfield. Lyle Thompson to the archers because they need all the best attack men. Yep. That's when it's going to happen. Well, the Atlas need all the big names just so they can lose. They just need every old guy. If you're over the age of 35 or over the age of 30, you're legally required to play for Atlas. So, do you think the the Atlas will protect John, Jack? Jack? Uh, no, 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 no. This is my thing. I'm gonna say that's why the, I was the I was very first pick in the expansion draft. Dylan Ward Cannon's lacrosse club is taking Jack Cannon. I hate you, Jack Cannon. It's they dude. Dylan Ward needs to be that goalie though. He will be because. Dylan Ward is so good, yet he hasn't played a second because, I mean, you have Blaze Reardon in front of him. I mean, hey, if we're talking about, like, picking up over 30, like, four-year-old players. I got gray hairs. Pick me up. Uh, Atlas are going to be picking Mark Matthews up in free agency <gasps> next year. I totally year. forgot about Mark Matthews. Yeah. Another attack, man. Oh, you totally forgot about Ryan Lee, too, the second-year attackman who led the entire MLL in points. I just Googled that. Dude, there are so many <laughs> offense. <laughs> Thank you. Thank he you. He played for R- RIT, the same place uh, Jordan McIntosh Thank you, at. Google machine. Yeah, no problem. But, dude, so many attack, men. And you're going to put him on one more team? How many teams are they getting rid of? Like 10? How many teams uh, did the MLL have in their final year? 8 or 10. The one problem with this is it does get rid of a lot of coaching opportunities and jobs between the two sports. But I'm curious to see who's going to be coaching this Cannons Lacrosse Club. Dave Petromala. Is this accurate? No, this is me guessing. Is he signed AJ, to a... you're stupid. They only had six teams. Well, well they cut a lot. They did cut a lot. It was because just the, the launch aren't even there anymore. Florida launch were a team, bunch of them. I mean, the Ohio machine were way before. Mm-hmm. The whole folding happened way quicker than I thought. Are the Atlanta Blaze even on there anymore? Oh, they are. So back to Rabel finishing his career with the Cannons. Dave Petchmall, I haven't heard anything about him. Ever since he got let go from Hopkins, which didn't John Grant Jr. take over there? Mm, or I assistant coach? I couldn't tell you. I think he did. Whatever. Uh, Dave Petro, head coach of the Cannons, joins the PLL. Rabel plays a Petro guy, and that's how he ends his career. But wouldn't it make more sense for Petro to play? I don't know. I was going to say go to the Atlas, but it would make. they just got Rubior. Yeah. I mean, Rubior doesn't really use his players correctly, but on an offense. But Coaching trade. Atlas gets Petromala. Rubio goes to the Cannons. To the Cannons? Yeah. Yeah, but then Rabel isn't going to end his career with the Cannons where he started. 
Storylines, bro. Rabel is about those storylines. It's because he's a WWE Had, fan. Yeah, dude. I mean, well, all sports, if you got a good story, you can sell it. MMA does it. Look at what Jake Paul's trying to do right now. I don't want to talk about that. Neither do I, but just, like, they're trying to build a story there. Anyways, yeah. Rabel to the cannons. Here we go. I don't know, because I don't think they're going to protect him, but I don't. If Petro's a coach, I'll pick him up. That's just me throwing out yeah. a hot take. Dave yeah. Petromala. Huh. And then we'll have Stagnita versus Petromala in a coach-off. Winner gets to take over Bill Tierney's field. And we're going to call Enrique. Okay. No. Okay, uh, what are we talking about again? Okay, hold up. The only news that came out today. AJ, are you rolling? Yeah, I'm rolling. Okay, Enrique Rodriguez. Welcome back to the Riding Pine Podcast. How you doing, buddy? To our emergency uh, episode. Oh, you know, I'm just riding pine because there's nothing really going on in the world besides COVID. And the Fair biggest enough. news that came out today. Yeah, that definitely surprised everyone. I think besides the fact that like the vaccine's coming out and, uh, you know... Like, Christmas is next week, and there's no lacrosse going on. I think this is the biggest news that we got so far. Yeah, it happened a lot quicker than a lot of us expected. So, what's like, <laughs> what are your, like, pros and cons about all of this? Well, like, I, I definitely will say, like, it's really surprising because it's definitely, 2020 is already a fucked enough year, and it's like, and then Night on a long twist where it's like, oh, guess what? We're combining everything together. Ha! <laughs> So, but honestly, um, I think one big con, and I was talking to a friend about this, is that, um, you know, like Denver has a really strong lacrosse um, support system with like the Mammoth and the Outlaws. It's like 4th of July's aren't going to be the same. And, you know, the hometown base isn't going to be the same. Like kids are inspiring to be the Denver Outlaws. And now, you know, like they really don't got much to work forward to. You know, besides the PLL. Yeah, I guess it's really going to hit some of those big MLL markets hard, huh? Yeah, and like during the 4th of July game where there's like 20,000, 30,000 people out of lacrosse game, just one, not two, not three, just one. It's like, it's really big for the economy and, you know, people will fly in to see it because they don't believe it. And um, it's definitely going to be weird, especially with me being an Outlaws fan and watching the Outlaws every so often as a high schooler and as an adult. So that makes me wonder if like this next year when they tour, if they're going to go heavy on XMLL markets. I mean, it wouldn't like so since like Pat Bowling passed away, the Denver Broncos have, don't want anything to do with the Outlaws, and so that's why they moved to Peter Barton at University of Denver. But um, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they bring like a playoff game here or like a premier, like a like a preseason game if they decide to do that or some nonsense like that to Colorado, just because the market's big here. And, oh, um, definitely. Besides John Hopkins. Um, Denver was one of the higher attending um, PLL games. Yeah, definitely. I can see that. I could see it. I could see that's the thing we don't get though, as from Minnesota. We've never had a pro lacrosse team other than Swarm for box. They're gone now, but like we don't have that whole. Oh, we get to actually watch pro lacrosse. Yeah, go to games, have our own team. Yeah. I like the model that they use where they're going around the country for now, but definitely I'd never even thought about that because we never had it. Like what it's like to have your team. Yeah, that's actually. a pretty good like take yeah a pro though is like a pro that i see is that like um like a lot of these you know lower division one guys like from hobart and like hampton and schools you've never heard of are are gonna get their time to shine which helps the recruiting process in general yeah for sure 
Huh, that's a lot of good insight. Yeah, thank you for because I was just kind of rambling our first seventeen minutes here. Well, yeah, and and you know, like I said, it, it really hits. Um, I think it's going to hit Denver really hard in the summer because we had, um, you know, we have the Rockies that suck, we have the Rapids that are okay, and then the Denver Broncos um, have a preseason, but like, um, and there's not really much summer hockey unless it's youth. So um, getting that taken away kind of blows for us here. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I think Boston will feel a little bit because they're arguably one of the more popular teams. And then Chesapeake. Chesapeake moved around a bit, too. I remember they were in Washington for a while. Were they? Okay, then maybe not Chesapeake, but still. Denver and Boston were kind of like the, this is our area, this is our turf. Yeah. yeah, this is like our home. Yeah, like, you know, you're talking about a team who missed playoffs maybe twice in their entire existence. And you just like said, okay, cool, we'll make the cannons, you know, our number our next team i mean if anything like at the top three you know the lizards outlaws and the cannons and then sorry everyone better luck next time yeah i agree with that but i think add one team then they'll add the ninth they'll get that bye weekend that natural bye week yeah what do you think is going to happen with like all of this talent do you think they'll end up adding another team here in the next year or two or I mean, if the PLO was smart, they would add as much talent as they can because, like, we have people like Dan Vicario and um, Ryan Lee, like, all these guys who are no-names that are really good. And if you're just going to pick off names because they went to Syracuse or John Hopkins, it's like... That's what I was doing. Know, I was Mark Matthews, Mark Cockerton, Steel Stanwick. And then what about Lyles? I think that's the biggest... That's the biggest name for yeah. sure. What's, well, he's already, he's already going to the Atlas. Yeah, no point in drafting him. No, I don't even say that. I'm like, if he has his brother on the Chaos, so I'm definitely saying Chaos. He's got a relative on the Atlas. Oh, you think he's going to go to Chaos? Bye, Connor Fields. Yeah. This should be a prop bet somewhere. Where is Lyle going to end Dude, up? Honestly, like Water Dogs. I could see a wild card, yeah, like Chrome or Water Dogs. You, you play a tie in the Chrome. He could, yeah. Yeah, he could. I mean, I think that's going to be the biggest bet. Like, where's Dylan Malloy going to go? Is he going to go back to the PLL after telling Pablo to fuck off? Or who knows? He was a beast. He played for Brown, didn't he? That I wouldn't yeah. know. Yeah. There's another attackman. So many attackmen. Hmm. I mean, like, honestly, like, the top 50 was definitely based off popularity because there's some people who legitimately did good and they just got screwed over. Yeah. yeah. I feel that. All right, we're going over my top 50 later in this and maybe Tony's part. <laughs> Sounds there, good, man. So, the, there's um, some definite guys like Jared Newman. Yeah. Dylan Ward didn't get to play a second. What were you going to so. say, buddy? No, um, I was just going to say, like, yeah, this it's definitely, like, news news to the world. I'm excited to see what it has, but I'm not really, really, like, proud of it, especially because they're only adding one team. Like, yeah. If they were to add two, or, it would be worth more of the hype. Yeah, I guess I could see that. I think it definitely would be because there's just – I mean, you're getting rid of – Six teams and adding one. I think it was Dave Mathers, the Team USA goalie, who's like now like a hundred players are out of, jo- out of jobs, and like they're only going to pick up maybe twenty. Yeah, yeah, you're getting twenty extra roster spots that the PLL could already fill. Yeah, and still have a really good team. Hmm. Yeah, and then you have like kids from college coming out, and then like the internationals. It's like it's it sucks because like there's some really good talent in the MLL. It's all gone now. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. Like, this year's draft is supposed to be fairly deep, too, for college. Yes, I mean, it's going to be tough to get spots. And if you're an MLL guy trying to come into a team that's already had players for two years, 
it's like, well, they already know these guys. They've, they've meshed. Oof, I don't know if I like this anymore. I do, just because it gives lacrosse its, its uh, where it's going now. Yeah. We have our picture. We have Paul's League. We have the indoor league. They're going to probably end up working together, avoid each other's seasons, and now we're going to grow the game going this way. Yeah. Instead of these yeah, two no. leagues fighting. No, I definitely see it. I think one thing I do want to see out of this is more international exposure. Like, go to Mexico, go to Canada. You know, I could go to, you know, the UK, random place in, in Asia or something. Yeah, I think I the, mean, U- the UK be a sweet game. They've already done a few in Canada. I could see them going to Japan since they already did like a celebrity game or whatever the heck there. Oh yeah, they did that one. So yeah, I, I think international is something they should really be tapping into because, like you said, Mexico, Mexico City would be cool. What's that one soccer stadium, Monterey or something? I don't know soccer. Uh, Studio Azteca. Whatever you said. Go to London, play some games in London and the UK. Try to tap into the Europeans too. Or even just Israel. Or is I mean, yeah, back to Israel where they played the World Games, but I just UK is one of the better international teams. Yeah. And they got I some. Mean, by the way, like. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that pro lacrosse is still going, but I'm also bummed just because, like, you know, grew up watching the Outlaws. Wanted to be like Brian Langtree, Brandon Mundorf, and all those other no names that you guys don't care about. And you know, now that these kids have to look up to like Paul Rabel, who can be a tool at times, and like RJ, who's a tool as well. Oh, don't like RJ whatsoever. Well, see, and that's that's where it's different. That's probably where I get so much of my my Rabel fandom growing up. I'm a 12-year-old kid, and the only thing I see in lacrosse is Paul. Like, I didn't have a home team to grow up watching and stuff and learn players. Like, in the wild, we never have had, like, a star player. We had Gabrick. But well, other I than guess that, Bugard was a fan favorite. But, I mean, he's still not, like, the one probably the whole league knows. He's yeah. not a superstar and all that stuff. He's your hometown. Like, you love him. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it, 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 like... It's interesting, and you know, it's definitely a plot twist. It's there's no more better. Uh, there's if you just travel across in 2020, this would be it. Yeah, yeah this sure. is actually the definition of 2020. Is just we're gonna throw these leagues together. So, well, well, thanks for having me, guys. I gotta get back to doing my thing. No problem. Take care, buddy. Stay thank safe. For, yeah. yeah, thank you. Okay, bye. Well, thank you for hopping on. We just quickly called Enrique because it's good to get insights like that because, as we were saying, like we don't have that, that hometown Yeah, presence. we never really had a hometown. We had one MLL playoff game here back in, like, 2015. Yeah, and I went to – it was the Ohio Machine versus somebody else. It was the Zards, wasn't it? No, because or I – Well, then it would have been a hound, the I hounds. Have, no, I have a picture with Scotty Rogers. Okay, so it would have been the Machine and – Oh, yeah, the hounds because Sankey was there. I have a yeah. signed autograph from Sankey. Not a big deal. Okay, give it to me because you're not an Archers fan. No, my ball. Scotty. Um, Atlas. Nick, are you going to be a Cannons fan now? or Why would I be a Cannons He's fan? He's a Redwoods fan. You're a Redwoods fan? Yes. I've been a Redwoods fan because... Um, because grow- of your height? Kyle Harrison. No, because- okay, that's... Growing up, uh, me and my buddy were both Kyle Harrison fans because, well, I've met him. He's coached me. And um, not the flex. I was also a huge Notre Dame fan, even though they lose every single time they're in the playoffs. <laughs> to and AJ will never stop to this day making fun of me for that. How they're not clutch. Win a big game. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, no. Like growing up, Perkovic was like one of my favorite players. Matt Cavanaugh was definitely one of my favorite players when I was growing up as an attackman. 
then switched to MIDI. But um, what Kavanaugh's? An, oh, you switched to MIDI when I switched to MIDI. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, with all this talent coming in, how do we even know what he's? No, Kavanaugh will stay in attackman. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I'm a big Redwoods fan. I'm. I mean, yeah, the Cannons could be a good two or three like favorite teams. You know, they're definitely going to be a top three for me because I don't like any other team <coughs> in the league except for maybe the Water Dogs. If if Rabel goes to the Cannons, do I just switch teams? Yes, you have to switch teams. You but have I, I'm loyal though, like, and I really you're like, loyal to Paul Rabel. You're not loyal to an Atlas. Brian Costabile's. He's just common. because you guys have similar haircuts, dude. I actually, when I got my haircut today, it's exactly what he had old too before he grew his out. I hate you. Okay, oh, we're gonna I, call Jules. Wait, did I even say that at the start of the? This is an emergency episode because I had to go get my haircut because some lady gave me a mullet. No, yeah, AJ had a mullet for like 24 hours. It was ugly as shit. It was like an accidental mullet too because I was trying to just get my hair trimmed so it was healthy, you know, dead ends cut off and I could grow it out again and look like Costabile for sure and it just didn't happen. I had the mullet now I'm back. All right, we're calling Jules. Oh, who I still have to edit the episode. We'll be on the next one. Hello. Hey, big guy, you're on Riding Pine. What's up? We're, do- we're doing an emergency episode for the MLPLO merger. An emergency episode? Yes, an emergency episode. Okay. Well, do you have any thoughts on it? Yeah, how do you feel about this? Um, like, do you think it could be good or bad for the league, or what do you think of them only taking the cannons? I don't think, I don't think it'll hurt the league, but I don't know if you can really call it a merger. What would you call it, then? Yeah, but they're they're allowed to get all the players. Yeah, so it's more of an absorption because it's still going to be the PLL, right? Yeah, true, and it's not like they're going to take anyone on like the business side of the MLL and enter them into the PLL, probably. If you think about it that yeah, way, too. I guess that, like that's the, the behind the scenes people, be. they might get some, but probably none. Well, someone's a little pessimistic over there, not excited about shit. <laughs> no, I mean, it'll, it'll be cool to see all of the talent coming over and stuff. But Are you excited to see anybody in particular? Or what do you think is going to happen with, like, goalies going over to the new Cannons team? Or what could you see happening? Could Paul Rabel go back to the Cannons where he started his career? Is Craig going to leave us? Maybe, maybe that's maybe that's why they took the Cannons. That... Is because Paul wants to go back to be on the Cannons. It's what a lot of people are thinking, but there's some behind-the-scenes things where, like, the ownerships and stuff in the MLL, like, that's the only team that they left that they're actual owners of. Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird one. But, um, no, I'm excited to see, like, Lyle Thompson, some of those guys that were still in the MLL. Well, you know why Lyle was still over there, right? Yeah, the contracts. Yeah, the Nike N7 contract. So does this mean the PLL is getting Nike and Adidas? No, too? it. Um, the, the only reason the Thompson brothers still had that N seven contract was because Lyle was still over in the MLL and not being forced to wear Adidas. So I don't know what's happening with the whole N seven thing now. I think it's kind of forced that they have to wear Adidas. So I think they're going to be okay with it. I think he might be the exception, unless he just stops playing field completely and goes strictly box. Please don't do that. Well, I mean, I guess they can all still wear Nike playing box. But please don't do that. I want him in field. Okay, Jules. Well, the endorsement that 
that endorsement makes it kind of strange. Yeah, it does. So that's well, going to be a... So does the endorsement of Rabel and New Balance. Remember when they totally just cut ties with oh, them because yeah. they were the biggest sponsors in the MLL? And then they cut their ties with Rabel. And now Rabel's like, hey, guess who owns that league now? Is New Balance going to go under? Mm, I don't know. They got Rob. I guess they got Rob and Grant, yeah. And what? Tom Schreiber. They got everyone who doesn't wear mid-caps. Yeah, they, they should go under. Okay. New Balance is going under. Confirmed on Riding Pine. Confirmed. Confirmed because they don't, because Kawhi is not sponsored by them at all. Yeah. Okay, buddy. We'll talk to you later. But I didn't even think about that. The whole Nike versus Adidas thing we have going on now. That's all I've been thinking about. Like, cause once I saw Lyle could be coming over one second, Lyle could be coming over. He's going to be forced to wear Adidas. So their only chance to do anything for lacrosse with Nike is going to be box. And that gets so little views compared to the field game. I think the merger, if, cause I've heard some rumblings at the PL and the NL are working, talking, We'll see what comes out of it. That the NLL announced they have some big things coming. Yeah, I think they will help get them maybe more viewership. Maybe help them get a TV deal, even though they're very Canadian. I would say in their viewerships. Yeah, and everyone Dude, who shows up the games. NLL on NBC. That's got a nice ring to it. Oh my gosh! Are they going to use the same entry song as a PLL? No, because I think every sport and every league has its own. Yeah, they do. But dude, that the NLL and NBC Sports I like it, or it's going to be NBC Sports Gold. Yeah. Or, I mean, pretty much with I'll the PLL. I'll pay for it. I don't I'll, give a shit. Dude, I will. They're doing it through Bleach Report right now. Imagine they had NBC. Oh, my God. Go ahead. You get NBC's uh, marketing it, now, who too. Who owns Bleacher Report? Let me look that up. I have no clue, but who it's going to be sick. I think they will let Lyle wear Nike just, to, think, just so he comes over and plays. Yeah, at least like, he can't wear the socks. He he could probably wear, like, an... Oh, yes, he, I don't know why he'd wear a fucking armband. He'll, he'd definitely wear the cleats. Yeah, and he'll be able to use gloves, uh, heads, and shafts. Nike doesn't have a helmet. He'll just wear a cascade. Yeah. Uh, or pour a Hoka and just wear a box helmet while playing field. Huh. Because he did that at IMG. Yeah, I know he did. I'm just trying to think of Lyle wearing all night. Well, I mean, I guess it's done the other way, where like all these NFL guys like Adam Thielen wear everything Adidas with the Nike uniform. Yeah, and stuff like that. And it's almost like the... I mean, the NHL, Adidas, they have all Adidas jerseys now. Yeah, still guys yeah. wear Bauer. Yeah. Does Adidas even make elbow pads? They for literally just bought the jersey. For hockey. Oh, they hockey, I don't know. They literally just bought the jersey brand. There's no sticks for Adidas or anything. No. That's just the jersey deal that kind of came out of nowhere. Oh, uh, Bleacher Report is owned by Turner Broadcasting System. They own Sundance, A&E, TNT, Adult Swim, Cartoon Network. Nice. Adult Swim. Dude. NLL on Cartoon Network. <laughs> Welcome to the NLL Cartoon Network. Dylan Ward is now animated. Oh, that'd be so much fun. Get your own. The PLL Island animated on Adult Swim by Nick Ocello. Oh, what was that one old show on Cartoon Network? Total Drama Island, but it's Total, like... Total Drama Island PLL edition. Nick Ocello versus Kyle Hartzell in the Hotel in the Bubble. Oh, I'd love to see that. Oh my god, could you imagine those two? Are in the, you just get like an animated of those two in the elevator just doing like a rough and rowdy. Oh, we need more PLL fights this year. Dude, I, there's, I, fighting is legal, and the only one we know of is Nick Ocello just absolutely clocking Reardon. And then Reardon body slammed him. Dude, he gave him the full, yeah, WWE style. Do we like Nick Ocello or no? I love his tweets, but do we like him? Because I really like Blaze. Are they cool? 
Yeah, they said they were cool afterwards. They said, dude, it's a game. Because oh, remember, it kind of like lacrosse court kind of lit up. You guys like Quint being like, this isn't a game. Da, da, da. Well, A, fights get marketing. B, they're like, dude, we fought. We got over it right after. Mm. They're like, tensions run high. If you're a real sports so player. So I guess we do like Nick Costello. Yeah, I mean, that's like in the NHL. Most of the guys who used to be enforcers in the NHL and shit, they're like buddies now. Yeah. They just did it because that was their role. It's kind of Nick Costello's role. He's like, okay, you're going to hit my player. I'm just going to literally give you one right in the kisser. Fair enough. So, PLL top 50. Welcome. Are we going to go over AJ and Tony's top 50 or just AJ's top 50? Just AJ's top 50. Tony didn't do his homework. I didn't do my homework. I like goalies. <laughs> well, did you see Blaze Reardon's been on social media all this week? I have, Demanding actually. respect for how uh, goalies are yeah, underappreciated. He's damn right. I agree with him, but I also think he is number six. He's got a good point, though, but talk to me, Blaze. Talk to me. We're not going to talk about it. But, yeah, Blaze Root is all over. Do you think he was over that because he was angry he was number six? Or because he just randomly felt like starting to say it? He's uh, not wrong. Let's get that out of the way. But I don't know. Okay, so we're just not going to talk about it. All right. PLL Top 50. Number 50. That's not my note. Where are my notes? Did I really exit out my notes? I'm an idiot, guys. Okay, here we go. Number 50, Brent Adams, 49. Do I have to say every number? Do you think I have to do that? No, just go down the list. Okay, so I'm just going to do 10 at a time. 50, Brent Adams, Dominique Alexander, Jake Vaccaro, Connor Farrell, Jake Bernhardt, Jack Kincannon, Jordan McIntosh, Cade Van Raphorst. At 42, Paul Rabel. Uh, 41, Tim Troutner. I believe he should be on the list. I still think he is up there. But my 50, number 50, Jake Fricaro. My 49, Paul Rabel. I do still think Rabel is a top 50 player in this league. I think after last year, yes, his stock has dropped. But Revenge Tour, I still think he's up there. 49, we'll see what this season holds. Cade Van Raphorst, Dominic Alexander. At 46, I have Matt Goddett. Who didn't make the PLL top fifty? But he makes. He didn't make the top. I guess no. I can see though. I mean, he's a rookie, but he made my top fifty because I love Matt Goddard and the way he was just out there talking shit. He's cute. Yeah, uh, forty-five is another snub from the top fifty that I have up here. Christian Mazzone from the Archers. Yeah, I think he's definitely one of the more underrated players in this league. I mean, he when I watch him play, he's like a water bug out there. The dude is electric and he's quick. He moves. Number 44 is another snub. Dude, I have so many snubs on mine. I have Joel Walters at number 44, who didn't make this top 50 at all. Voted Joel Walters didn't make the top nope. 50? Oh, Jesus. Joel Walters didn't either, and I have him on mine. I definitely think Joel Walters is still a top 50 player. I honestly probably could have flipped Joe Walters and Paul Rabel. I think Rabel's yeah. got it over Walters, but my list is already made. 43 is another snub. Who would have thunk Ryan Brown. I definitely think Ryan Brown is a top 50 player in this league. No, who's better at shooting than Ryan Brown? Me. No. You sh- you shut your eyes when you shoot. We know, we know. No, we don't know because I haven't edited that podcast yet. No. Which is coming out later. This is our emergency episode, guys. We had to talk about the earlier talk. But, dude, both hands. He's like, it's like Tom Schreiber in passing, dude. He's so good with both hands when he shoots. And it's so fluent. And he can shoot from anywhere. The Atlas just don't get him time and room shots enough, I think. 
And once you do that, like, you have an absolute cannon you can unleash. 42, guess what? Hmm. Another snub. At 42, I have Jared Newman. I love Jared Newman. Jared Newman went from Defensive Player of the Year in 2019 to not even making the top 50. I don't think he had a bad year either. He had a bad game for the Chaos where Jordan Wolf cooked him, but they figured out how to play him, and he played solid whenever he played the rest of that game. He's a threat down the field with his two bombs. He has good hands. It's not like he's getting old. Jared Newman is still a top 50 player. And we put that in our story. 41. Meeting him was such a cool experience. He walked in. Oh, yeah, that's right. You got to meet him at Epic back when I worked there. And if I don't go back there again, I'm moving to fucking Mexico. Are you going to take uh, Enrique with you and you guys can move and run a team in uh, that stadium? He said, Yeah, we can go to Mexico with Enrique. But no, so- I fucking. I was rolling a stick at seven in the morning. I was dog tired, sipping on my coffee. He barges through the fucking warehouse doors and is like, What's up, Tony? We're going to be making a stick today. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? And it took me like a minute to realize, oh, I'm talking to the 2019 like defensive player of the year, and I'm shitting myself the second I realize it. Then he went on his stick to say, you should have slid again. Yeah, we printed like four of those for him where it says you should have slid again. I think he used one in a game this year. Hey, Newman, can you confirm that for us? Did you make one of the sticks you made with Tony? Tony, you made a mistake. I, I made the stick for him because he fucked up rolling it. He got wrinkles in it. Oh. So the stick used in his game sticks are made by me. He seems like such a cool dude. He's a very cool. He's tall as shit. He makes you look dwarfish. I don't like him anymore. I'm just kidding. Very bald. Newman's still a beat. Yeah, is he taller than Nick? He Nick's like Jack and the Beanstalk. But he the, came the through giant. the doors and I swear he was seven foot tall. Wow. Dude, yeah, he, he just seems electric. I feel like that's a lock-in guy you want, and I want him on the Atlas for oh, better defense. Not happening. I want everyone on the Atlas. Uh, number 41, another snub. This one is for clear reason. I have Matt Lannis at number 41. Matt Lannis didn't play this year because he was on that Army Reserve yep, 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 or whatever yeah, list. Military leave. Military leave, but if you put Matt Landis, who is an absolute wrecking ball, back in this league, he's definitely a top 50 player. I mean, he's on the Redwoods defense that everyone says is sick. He's almost like the hammer of it. Well, him and Garrett Apple. And he's just absolutely filthy. Like, Matt Landis is still one. I have him at 41 just because we didn't get to see him play this year. But he's still up there. If I watched him play this year, I'd probably have him up near 25. So now the PLLs, starting at number 40, they have Kieran McArdle. 39 is Marcus Holman, who technically... Other than Newman, if you're still on the list, he has the biggest drop for guys on the list. Mm-hmm. Well, him and Connor Fields, but we'll get to that. We so, already passed Connor. Oh, you're Connor Fields. We already passed Connor Fields on the real list. Yeah, the real list, Connor Fields didn't even make it. No, he did. He's like number 40. No, he didn't. Yeah, he, he did. didn't make oh, it. Oh, you said Connor Fields. I thought you said Connor Farrell. No, not Connor Farrell. Farrell's 47 on this list. Yeah. So, at number 40, we have Kia McArdle. Good player. 39, Holman. Surprisingly low. Dropped more spots than Rabel did. Uh, Connor Kelly, 38. Brian Costabile, way too low. Way too high. 37. Miles Jones. You're saying Costabile is too high? Yeah, 37. I'm surprised the players didn't vote him higher. I mean, he was a rookie, but... Uh, Miles Jones, Eric Law. Sorry, I suck at reading. I should get glasses. Matt McMahon, Will Manny at 33. Surprisingly low, too. Yeah, a lot of those archers got... I thought... Well, is it low or high? Fuck. 
they, it's 33, you feel low on like the totem pole, but you have a higher number. A lot of the archers I felt were low on the totem pole, but Matt McMahon, I felt was, as much as I love the guy, I felt he was super high for how he played this year. Did you? Yeah. I don't... Oh, I do have Matt him. McMahon is like a real... What's he, like a real 34? Yeah. He's a 34 on the PLO. And then Ryder Garnsey was at 32, and then we'll finish up the 30s with that 31. I, Eddie Glazner. I almost wonder if, because they said this one was voted on by the players, I wonder if they're going to have one that comes out with, like, what their stats would say. Even like, though it's so hard to compare, like, a FOGO to a goalie. But, like, so, like, it's straight. I always get these words messed up. Like, an object. Would that be objective? Obje- objectively? Yeah, objectively. So, like, an objective top 50, like, based on stats and all that. Yeah. Well, you have to split it by positions, almost. Like, offensive guys and defense. It'd be you could so do a, hard. You could do a top 25. You could. could do, I mean, goalies are easy. There's nine of them. Well, there's more than nine of them, but. There's, like, nine of stats. Well, you got two on the chrome that are obvious, two on archers, Wait, two got, on... John Galloway played every game. No, Queer started a game. Did he? I thought he did. I don't... Well, I didn't see his stats, because I was doing mine subjectively and oh. objectively. Like, I have... Like, a guy like Matt Landis has no stats, but I still love him. Yeah. So, my f- number 40, I have Jesse Bernhardt from the chrome. The LSM. Good player. Thought he's up there. Uh, 39, Connor Kelly. 38, Mac McMahon. I didn't watch the arch. Well, I'm not a big defensive guy, so a lot of deep holes will be lower. I, I really only watched him just because I also met him at Epic, and he's super fucking cool. Is there anybody you met that isn't cool? Uh, no need to rag well, anybody. Connor Farrell. Oh. <laughs> he came into Epic. I was like, wait a fucking second. You're Connor Farrell. He's like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're so fucking cool. I love you. He just kept walking. I'm like, okay, he's got shit to do. Didn't sign with Epic. The motherfucker went to Wolf Athletics, and that's why I left Chrome for Archers. I, I feel like you I broke my man's heart. You broke he Tony's broke heart. He broke my heart, and now I hope you get traded to Atlas and just Why the Atlas? We have Trevor. Yeah, so we can sit behind Trevor. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. No Redwoods from Alex Jones. <sighs> okay, I? Oh, 38, Mac, man. 37, I have Matt Dunn. 36, I have Kieran McArdle. I hear a lot of good things about... Well, I know it's Eric Law and Kieran that they should be way higher, but they're they're kind of like under it. Thirty five, I have John Haas, defensive midi. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be low. Uh, Thirty four, Jake Carlson of the Whip Snakes. I don't think he was on the. Was he? If we get to him, we'll get to him. But I don't think he was. Another snub. I love the way he fit in with uh, the Whip Snakes this year. Thirty three, Tim Troutner. I mean, he's a he's a good goalie. He has one of the best defenses in front of him. Still a stout goalie. 32, Connor Fields. You put him on your list. Yep, I have Connor Fields on my list. Congrats. Because subjectively and skill-wise, yes, he might not have fit with the chaos. But you're going to tell me with the amount of skill Connor Fields has, he's not a top 50 player in the league. He got benched, bro. They were shit when yes, he was starting. He, okay, but mine's also subjectively and off yeah, skill. Yeah. The man is filthy. I mean, he's a walking highlight reel like Lyle Thompson. Yes, the whole thing happened this year, but I still think with his skill set, he is a top 50 player in this league. Mm-hmm. He just has to find a new team, I feel like. Uh, 31, I have Trevor Baptiste. Yeah, I can see that. He, his stock dropped this year, still a top 50. I mean, he didn't have a good year. I think next year he'll definitely be back up in like the 25-20 range just because, I mean, it's Trevor. Uh, with this merger, he might not be... We'll see. Oh, it just gives him another face-off guy to beat yeah. to help his stats out. I mean, we'll see if they have, like, a Redwoods guy who he can beat. 
he should be fine. All right, back to the PLO. Number 30, they have Sergio Perkovic. I love Perk, but Dude, he's a lot I low. love Perk. Uh, 29, Jesse Burhart. I feel like I... I butchered the Bur- the Bearhart, Burharts, and Bernhart. Bernharts and the Earharts. They're too close. It's like the hidden ends, and then you got a D somewhere at the Dude, end. Dude, I know, and then, yeah, my accent just it's doesn't like work. It's like Dale Earnhardt and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah. 28, Jack Rowlett. 27, Scott Ratliff. I feel like Scott Ratliff is fairly high on this. He moved up. He was at 33 last year. Was he? He did have a good year this year. He's got some nice hands, too. I mean, he he's a good that. LSM. 26, Tyler Warner. I didn't see much of him. I, then again, I never watched Whip Snakes games. He was up for it. He's a med student too. So. Yeah, I knew that. I just I never watched Whip Snakes games. I don't know anyone but Rambo, Matt Rambo. and Zed Williams. Twenty five, Jack Near. I don't know who the fuck this kid is. Dude, he's a he's a Redwoods D midi. He is a beast. Did I just not watch any Woods games this year? I watched Probably a lot not. of Archers. I watched a lot of Atlas. Game, so. I'm still trying to remember this from that. Twenty four, Tucker Durkin. Eric and I feel like is a little high, too. A little high. But voting by the players, I feel yeah. like he's got some respect. I guess it was a popular This one contest. shocked me by the players. I was shocked Pinnell was 23. Did you think he was lower? I thought he would be higher on the list. Higher Not, as in closer to one or clo- close? You think he's closer to one or closer to 50? <laughs> Dude, this is messing me up. <laughs> I think he'd be closer to one. Like, I thought he'd be like a 15 based on players. Okay. I mean, and I guess the hype that all had him for him coming in this year was very Finally. high. Like, he was a top five player which he could be yeah i mean it's rob pinnell dude's a beast uh 22 bryce, bryce young. young i don't i don't even know who that is I, he was a defender for the snakes i uh, see, i, I don't put him higher the snakes really f- defense has flown under my radar because i don't pay that much attention to defense. when you think defense you think redwoods yes well because we they're the hardest hitting defense for sure yeah they i mean apple landis sexton they just demolish people so why am I thinking Sexton was a water dog for a second? No, he's a he's a pole for the. I I know, but I mean they have the hardest hitting, so they have almost like the flashiest defense too, because they just run people over. So you're like, yeah, they're the best defense because they hit everyone. Yeah. Uh and then twenty one Trevor Baptiste. I'm surprised he was at five last year. I'm not because he did have a. No, oh, yeah, actually, I'm surprised he was at five last year too, because he had a super good year, but was a top five worthy on an Atlas team that didn't really. Like you're winning all those face-offs. Well, Last year. I, I guess he was kind of carrying them when you think about it. Because uh, he was yeah. winning all those face-offs, getting them all those more possessions. And then you look at the Atlas this year, that was probably like a step back without Car- that many more possessions. more by like a cost of deal. Yeah, when you're not... Trevor would allow Rabel and Pinnell to turn the ball over more and make like more... They could be more aggressive with their passes. Yeah. And try to make a feed or something. Versus this year... You notice that their turnover started to add up because, like, well, they're not getting the ball back as much. If the other team scores. Yeah. So that was the that was a thirty up. Okay. My number thirty, I have John Sexton. Great pull, great awesome dude's a beast. Twenty nine, Garrett Apple. I mean, he's a hammer. The dude literally tried to take Godet's head off, so I don't like him for that because I like Godet. But like, Godet was gonna get hit, but you gotta like run his head. Uh twenty eight. I got Mike Channon Chuck. I would put Channy higher if he went back to TikTok. I miss him. He made like one TikTok and then fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, and the PLL posted it. So, Channy, if you come back to TikTok, I'll put you higher on my list. That's 27. Oh, I just realized him. he was a snub too. Who? Connor Busick. Yeah? I. He's one of the 
it's him and Costabile now for the midfielders on Atlas. I think Busick is just a weapon. The dude is a beast. What does he have? The no, yeah, the record for most points in a game. I mean, it was in 2019, but that still, I couldn't tell you. I think he put up 10 points in a game. He dislocated his shoulder in a two. So he's ripping two bombs. Busick is a threat. He is a weapon. He had more of a down year this year, but he's like, he's still Connor Busick. The dude is legit. 26. I have Connor Farrell. Okay, well, probably you're wrong. Probably pretty high, but I think what he does to help the Chrome and the way Chrome did way better this year, I definitely think he's. Uh, Matt God, that is the reason Chrome was good this year. <laughs> Not Connor Farrell, that's give or take, sure. or the fact that they upgraded their defense too. Yeah. Uh oh. Before, here we go. Just you're before just you keep cut going, me off. I am gonna. You do it to me all the time. I know. I cut everyone off. I um. So, so much for the cannons uniforms and logo. They're obviously getting into logo and uniforms. They're navy, blue, white, silver, and red. What if they completely drop the red and just go silver and navy? I mean, I could see it, but I. But I think they'll keep the red. Yeah. I don't think it's going to change as much. People think that one right there, go up. That logo right there. That's yeah. what they'll go with. It's like a shield. It's a stick and two cannons with a ball in the middle. Do something. Okay, keep going. Okay, so thanks for uh, cutting me off there, Tony. Uh, where, where that? Oh, 25, I have Marcus Holman. I think he's a top 25 I, I think player. he should be high, way higher than what he, he is. He did have a down year this year, and it was kind of, he like. He, 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 like they he also was, wanted to give Grant the, the ball. ball 24-7. I think the archers need a. That's what I said. They have so much firepower, and if you add Pat Spencer too, oh my! Like, God. how do you get the ball to all of these guys? Like, like their stats are gonna drop, and it's gonna be horrible stat wise. But the team would be amazing. Yeah, but like Holman is still that good of a player. He, is. he was a little bugged with injuries, but I, th- yeah, he dropped way too much. And his wife is hot. Well, there you go, Holman. <laughs> but granted, I'm not playing against these guys. Twenty four. I have Matt Cavanaugh. He's probably low, but. To me, he flies on the radar in the Redwoods as an attackman. His first year wasn't that great in the league, and he switched his number. Did way better on the island. So, 23, I have Jack Near. Beast, dude. The dude's a, he's a workhorse on deep midi. The, uh, 22, I put Ned Crotty there because he's number 22. And also, all right, that's where he actually just fit into my list. Uh, 21, I have Tucker Durkin. Yeah, you put him a little high. Probably a little high, but I put him there just to mess with you. Because, man, when he can't open Grant Amon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sent that thing flying like a helicopter. That's okay. All right, moving on to the player votes. Number 20, Justin Gutterding. Then they have Mike. I'm surprised Gutterding was that low on a player vote. So was I. Gutty, I feel like, is a popular like, a dude he's by just, the players. I feel like he's a Craig where he's super fucking nice. So do I. I feel like that as well. 19, they have Chan and Chuck. He didn't have made two bombs this year. I'm actually surprised Channing was that high. Yeah. Uh, 18, Curtis Dixon. 17, Curtis Will Haas. Curtis Dixon, I feel like, was a little low. So he do should I. should be a little higher. Maybe like two or three 17, points. Will Haas. Uh, 16, Garrett Apple. 15, John Haas. 14, Ned Crotty. 13, Zach Courier, who I didn't even have on my list. I guess Courier? Courier. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have my list, but everyone in like the PLO and people are talking like he should be higher. I don't remember well, him on the Maybe next dogs. year we should do what Spit and Chicklets does and we record while we watch the fucking games. Oh, we're gonna do that for sure. And then we should start doing that with like the NLL. Yeah, we'll we do can... we'll do it on like like the PLO have like their Saturday games, we'll watch all those and then Sunday we'll record and watch like the last one. Yeah. Uh or if they do an island again, I'm just gonna room with you. Yes. 
That's all we're gonna do. And you guys will we're gonna do it live during games in the suites. We're gonna yeah, be watching if they it come live. to Minnesota, I'm just gonna ask my old boss at Epic or current boss, I don't know what the fucking title is there, just for to sit in the suite with them. Uh eleven. No, twelve is Grant Amon, and eleven is Matt Cavanaugh. Is that the real or your? No, that's yours. That's, no, that's the real. A, that's the real because Grant a real is one. twelve. Yeah. Grant is twelve, and I didn't have Curry on my list, but everyone's like he is a, like he should be higher. Who Courier? Yeah, on Twitter and stuff that I've seen, people are like he should be higher. He's just like a workhorse. Maybe I'm just looking at Waterdog's Twitter, but he good things coming out of him. We'll just say that online. Ah. Uh, this one hurts me. I wanted to put him higher, but uh, number twelve. I think after next year, he will definitely be higher, a top fifteen for sure. Brian Costaville. <sighs> well, I mean, he's carrying fucking Atlas. It's going to be hard not to put him any higher next year. This is where you'll see on my list. You start to see some midfield bias, <laughs> like Brian Costaville, number twenty, or right here, Miles Jones, number nineteen. He's a beast. You sent him to the Yeah, Chrome. where did you put Miles Jones at? 19, right there. Oh. Right above Cospiel. It hurt me to do that. But I do think... You're, you're right, though. Yes, I am right. I do think Jones... I mean, he's a beast. 18, I have Ratliff. Probably high now that I think about it. But every time I watch the Archers play, I just see Ratliff out there. Yeah. Like, I, you can't not miss him. He has the ball. He's a vacuum. 17, I have Will Manny. Where is he at in the real list? 30, like, 4. Yeah. 33-ish, 34-ish. He's not far from Holman. I, those two both drop because I think... They're the bunk bed boys. They should be placed right next to each other in this every single time. Yes. But also, like, there's just so much Grant this year. But, it, like, I didn't think the players would almost be, like, a popularity vote, too. Well, that's what I thought it was going to be. Like, the guys just not, like, rival and put him at 40, whatever the fuck. Because they said this one was voted on by the players. Did the players... See, that one kind of feels like a player vote, too, to put him that low. If it was a popular vote, pretty much, Rabel would still be up in the 20s. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's, this league is his bread and butter. The, he gave them this league. Yeah, and for as much, I mean, Twitter was just trying to tear everyone apart who put Rabel at 42. Yeah. But, I like, there's What's a, funny, too, the players only voted for their top 30. So that makes sense as to why guys like Newman wouldn't have cracked it because players only voted for their top 30. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I didn't know that. Dude, I did the vote online and you it's only like 10 questions for like fans. Yeah. Just to see if you're correct or not. And it's like, you only pick your, like your number one, your two. Mm. And then you're like, who do you think had the most of this? Who do you think had the most of that? Well, which Knicks are definitely going to have the most top 50 players. So like Rabel getting a 42, guys were putting them closer to like... If we're going best in league, he would have been like a thirty, whatever. Yeah, like but thirty. He, and, like but because of how probably. the votes tallied up, he ended up at the back half of this. Okay, that makes sense to me, especially like more sense for a guy like Connor Farrell too and Brent Adams, like or, how they ended up. So or far even back. Holman and Manny popping up yep. in like the back halves of the thirties, because you have the league is stacked, and now we're gonna add so many more guys to this. Mm-hmm. Sixteen, I have Joe Nardella. I think that's what he, he was ranked like fifteen or sixteen in the twenty nineteen one for the Premier Class League. Dude's a beast. If he keeps this up next year, he'll be up in my tens. He is a workhorse. Nardella is, is becoming... I didn't know who the fuck he was before this, but he's slowly just living rent-free in my brain right now. Dude, same, especially after this summer. Uh, 15, He's everyone's going to yell at me for being putting him way too low. Blaze Reardon. What'd you put him at? 15. Please go fuck yourself. I know. I This, like... When I get, he's the top goalie in the league, and you put him at fifteen. Because I am very offensive biased. <sighs> like I'm, I don't watch goalies at all. Like when I'm watching I a game, know. 
when I see something happen, I'm like, yo, you just got roughed. You're like, you actually watch goalies and saves and stuff, so it's good to have that secondary on our podcast. But for me, secondary, bitch, I am the pro- yeah. You're right on the secondary. I never shut the fuck up. I'm not even secondary. My co-host, the second opinion. We're supposed to be 1A and 1B, but it's clearly 1 and 4. Dude, I don't even like the whole 1A, 1B saying because B is still behind 1A. Yeah. Wouldn't it just be 1 and 1? No. I don't know. 1A, 1B messed me up. Yeah, I reared in at 15. He definitely should be higher, but I just like offense way more, so that's why I voted offensive, guys. It's subjective. I mean, he's a beast. 14, Jack Rollett. Also a beast on defense. He's like the one defender I just love watching. He's so just fundamentally sound. He doesn't, like, murder guys, but he is. Oh. 13, Kyle Burnlar. Probably low, too. I think I have him above Blaze just because he's one more. You could argue that the Whips have a better team and stuff, but Burnlar wins big games ever since he's came from Maryland. He wins yeah, big games. Yeah, but Blaze went coast to coast. He, in Albany. He hasn't done that. When he, he does that, when he does that in the Premier Cross League, I'm throwing him up to number one. Okay, fine. I'm He's, tweeting at Blaze every day until the start of next season. Go coast to coast. And then you'll be number one on my list, which matters more than the players, of course. Of course. Uh, but yeah, Kyle Burnlor, he's the top goalie I have on my list at 13, so you see my bias there. Number 12, I have Rob Pinnell. I definitely think he fits there. Uh, 11, I have Gutterding. I wonder if... Pinnell was so low just because players were kind of pissed he didn't come in the first year? Or... I think they expect him to make a bigger impact his first year through yeah, all the yeah, hype. Yeah, that's probably what I was thinking for me. But ladder. if you look at it, he pretty much was Atlas's offense, which could have been a problem, give or take. Was he Atlas's offense this year? Yeah, pretty much. If he got... if the, He had he led the team in assists and everything. Oh, oh, and the middies yeah, didn't yeah. do too much through like their first three games to get their midfield rolling, so... I think he needs to find a way to feed Ryan Brown way more. Ooh, that brings us to our top tens now. We are almost done, guys. And then we got Chipotle on the way. Ooh, ooh, here we go. Number 10, they have Kyle Bernlar. Perfect. He's a top 10 player. Nine, we're going to do it by the next five. Nine, they have Josh Byrne. Eight, Jordan Wolf. Seven, Matt Dunn. Which next? Hmm? Matt Dunn. Yeah. It's just. Going through my brain, I don't know who that is. Whipsnakes, seven. And then number six, Blaze Reardon. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. This one is very subjective at number 10. I have Ryder Garnsey. Where's he on the real list this year? Uh, Just give me a second, guys, while I run through this real quick. He was pretty high. 32. Okay. So he's at 32. I have Garnsey at 10 because I love the way he plays. And he's like, and he chirps and he's hilarious. I love when you just hear him pick up to like Godette when it's not like their actual mic, but you can just hear them on the actual camera of them talking shit. And I just love the way Garnsey plays as an attackman. I love him in Notre Dame. Dude, same. Especially when they made that meme out of him doing the when he did like the FIFA like fish Oh, yeah. The one big game they've ever won. Shut the fuck up. Number nine, I have Curtis Dixon. I also love the way Dixon plays. The whole nickname Superman, and he just tries to run through people as an attack, man. I love it. Uh, eight, Grant Amen. You got him at ten? No, I got Grant at eight. You have an eight? Damn, I would have put him so much lower. 
Really? I, I would have put him at like 15 even. Well, maybe it's because it was literally him and Tom on the offense this year, and that's all you saw for the Archers pretty much. Like, those are the names you heard the most. Yeah. I also like the way Grant plays. I think he is a top 10 player. Seven, Sergio Perkovic. I do love some Perk. I love Perk. And the I way think he, he was, was... He was the very first college player I fell in love with watching. Same, actually. Especially from... Even the, over I mean, Rabel, I guess you I didn't. I didn't, yeah. wasn't playing yet. I only saw Rabel until when he's in the pros. But no, same. The way I watched Perk play midfield, I was in love. Yep. And he's playing the exact same way. My favorite game ever is when he just... You know, the other reason I have these guys up here is because I love the way they can just pop off for like four goals out of nowhere. Yeah. Dixon can do it. Grant can do it. Garnsey can do it, too. Just like three goals out of his the back of his pocket. I mean, Serge has been doing it since college. He did it against Denver that one time. We just threw up four goals out of nowhere. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? We have a game on our hands now. And the fact that Perkovic can do that as a midfielder, I just love. He'll rip two bombs and then just put up like five points. And you're like, holy fuck, we're back. Yeah. And it just gets hyped. All right. And then my number six, Jordan Wolf. He's so quick. He is indeed. Okay, here we go. Number five. We're going to just go five, four, three, two, one. We're going to go five from them, then my five. Then therefore my four. So number five, Joe Nardella. Makes sense to meet the players because the way he dominated this year at the faceoff. I have Michael Earhart. Dude's a beast. I love him in transition on the whip snakes. He was number four last year. He's number four again in the Premier Lacrosse League, so he's in his spot. My number four is Zed Williams. I can see that. Especially after this year. I mean, he got... He's there number three. My top five is pretty much their top five. Except for Joe Nardella. I have Earhart. I have... Their number three is Zed Williams. I have Josh Burnett at number three. Because... Mainly because of between the legs goal. Yeah, and then you tried to reciprocate that in, in a, every game. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I like highlight reels. But also, Josh Burnett is a, just a player. And then, my top two are the same as their top two. Number two, Matt Rambo. And then number one, Tom Schreiber. Tom Schreiber definitely deserved it. Last year, Rambo took the number one spot. Tom Schreiber came in this year and said, no, that's me. The dude is so good at passing. He's so smart. He goes hard all the time. The only reason I might have put him at two is because he got jammed by Costabile. Doesn't matter, though. You got jammed by a rookie. Doesn't matter, though. It doesn't, but still. He is a beast. And then at number zero, Paul Rabel. Go fuck yourself. Best player there is. But no, Tom, oh, if you don't think Tom Schreiber is number one in the league, A, you're crazy. B, just go watch his highlights. They're not flash or anything. He's just perfect. He's that bad. He is that man. That man. What did I say? That bad? I that said bad. that bad. Fuck no, me. he is that man. And that's uh, the round out of my top 50 versus the players. Well, you did a pretty good job. Dude, I was fighting myself in my head just thinking of highlights and stuff and everything. I have a lot of guys who didn't make the list in my 40s. Well, that's to be expected, though. They had a lot of guys that didn't make the list that definitely should have. True. Who are some that you left out that they put in? Uh, I left out Matt Dunn. Oh, yeah, that one's probably pretty big. Uh, Zach Courier. I didn't watch a fucking water. The only Water Dogs game the I wa watched was their very first one, where yeah, it was the horrible uniform combo. I almost threw Drenner up here. He didn't make it either, but I also didn't think he was as clutch or as what he was in the Whip Snakes. because he didn't have the Whip Snakes. Yeah. Uh, some, who didn't? Oh, Jordan McIntosh. Didn't make my list. Water Dog guy again. Yeah. 
The Water Dogs kind of flew under the radar. Did the me. Water Dogs have over like five guys on the real list? Dude, I don't know. They're definitely probably the lowest. Well, Connor Kelly, one. McIntosh, two. Jesse Bernhardt, three. Courier, four. I think that's it. Four. Huh. They definitely had the least amount of players. Well, I mean, I, I mean, it kind of makes sense, though. They were, like, yeah, not necessarily they, forgotten about their original teams, but, like, they were booted from their old teams like they weren't good enough to protect. And you have one year of watching them play. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I guess I can see why, but hopefully next. I wonder if the Cannons are going to have the same issue next year, unless they pick up some fucking studs in the expansion there's, draft. There's so much talent that I think every team is going to get better. See, we thought the same thing about the Water Dogs, though, too. Yeah, but th- this is it's different when you're bringing in a whole nother league than just stealing from players. Like, the expansion Fair. draft is going to also have these players that haven't played yet. Yeah. Like a Cockerton and shit. Uh, Eric Law actually didn't make my list. Sorry. Well, I thought you had the entire uh, Atlas team. Atlas Arch or Atlas roster on No, there. but as you see, I get my fours. You see a lot more yeah. Atlas players like Brown. But other than that, yeah. I think that's it. I only missed like four players, seriously. It's kind of surprising to me. But, oh, well, Brent Adams didn't make my list. He's number 50. I said Jake Bernhardt, didn't I? Yes, you did. I believe so. I forgot Jake Bernhardt. Well... Oh, I don't know who I'm taking out for him. I love I love Jake Bernhardt. Take Especially Rabel. Oh. Oh well. Rabel. Okay, Jake for Carl. Sorry. Okay. Bye. Bye. He's number fifty. Just switch him with Jake Bernhardt. I don't know. That's Jake Bernhardt, you're my biggest snub. I'm sorry. Don't roast me on Twitter like you did the MLL. Uh, well, he went at them one day. Well, everyone. Thank you for tuning into this emergency podcast that we are going to start. Tony, who's your top ASAP. five? My top five? Yeah. Blaze, fuck, Burnlore, uh, John Galloway? No, not John Galloway. Oh, sorry, fuck John it, Galloway. we'll go Schreiber, Rambo, Dylan Ward, even though Dylan Ward didn't play a single minute. Dude, when Dylan Ward gets his team now that they're adding a team. Oh, I wonder if Chaos is going to protect two goalies. I feel bad for Dylan Ward, though. I do, too. He's so fucking good. Yes, he deserves his team. Or maybe they trade him. To fucking who? I don't know. We all thought they No, picked... no, 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 no. That's what's going to happen. We all thought they picked no, him just to trade him. Dylan Ward is going to get drafted by the Cannons, and then the Cannons trade Dylan Ward to Atlas for Con Cannon. Or they just pick in Cannon. Well, Atlas they'll, probably, they'll, they'll protect, protect him. him. Yeah. I, I could see that, though. Because do you think Atlas would want Dylan Ward over Concanon? Who wouldn't? I mean, Ward's In my a, opinion. Uh, fuck that. I'm going to go back and forth in my head in that one. I mean, Concanon's really good and tight, but... I mean, when the Atlas... Ward's getting a little old, though. He's been yeah. with the Mammoth forever. True. But when you think about it, the goalie gets blamed first. Actually, I blame Atlas's defense. But second, the goalies uh, actually are turnovers. Yeah, Jack and Cannon's kind of holding the team together in the Atlas, so. Well, I guess Dylan Ward to the Cannons, and that's going to make me cry. I don't. Then you get to watch Dylan Ward play, though. Yeah, I guess so. That's the bonus out of it. All right, well. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll uh, have this episode up tonight, and then we'll have the Jules Beer episode up hopefully next week. Yes, I haven't started editing that because it's two hours worth, but. It was a fun one. Hopefully the sound sounds right. We're in a different place in my dungeon, so. Okay.
Tony's making me say this. It comes from Enrique, so it's not me making... It's Enrique making me make AJ say it. We're, we're trying to figure out how to end these things, guys. So, uh... Fuck, what even was it? I already forgot. Uh, let me find it. Oh. That thing in the middle. You know what I was trying to do there? No. I was trying to get you to read it out. No. <laughs> so that you would have to say it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember, everybody, after the suspension draft has... Fucking English, AJ. Let me read it. Remember, everyone, after the expansion draft happens... If you're not playing like Paul Rabel, you're riding the pine.